0: Hi, I'm Arnie Skelton, and each week in this podcast series, I'm going to offer you my top 10 tips on particular topics or themes that might be of interest to you as a teacher or manager or both. Hi, my name's Arnie, and welcome to this week's presentation, which is on managing stress so here are my top 10 tips on possibly a very relevant topic given the coronavirus of managing stress Uh, tip number one pressure and stress are different Uh, it's really important not to confuse the two pressure are all the forces acting upon us mainly from outside but not entirely and that's pressure what's acting upon us, the force that's acting upon us. Stress is the inappropriate response to that pressure. So whenever we're stressed, I'm calling it inappropriate and it's a response to pressure. Tip number two. Stress is not inevitable. This may be the most important point of the ten. Essentially, and this is quite difficult to perhaps reconcile, Stress is a chosen response to that pressure. Imagine two people facing an identical pressure. Will they respond in the same manner? Probably not. The difference is in the response, not in the pressure. The pressure can be equally applied to two separate people, but they're likely to respond in different ways. Equally, you may respond in a different way to the same amount of pressure depending on how tired you are, how hungry you are, uh, what your mental state is at any particular time. So, pressure and stress are independent of each other. And some people can cope with a, a large amount of pressure, unwillingly, and other people really need very little pressure at all to set them off into something we can call stress. So, stress is not inevitable. To some degree or other, it's a chosen response. Now, I'm not saying that it's a consciously chosen response, but it is a choice. Some people respond one way, some people respond another. Now, we can put it down to personality, to characteristics, to lifestyle, but essentially, we do have some ownership of how we respond to a certain amount of pressure. So, tip number two, stress is not inevitable, it is to some degree a chosen response. Tip number three, and this is about what we do about stress strategically. There are really two fundamental approaches. A proactive approach and a reactive approach. A proactive approach focuses on preventing stress in the first place it tries to work out what is likely to generate stress and what can we do to prevent those factors happening. The second approach is a reactive approach essentially deciding what to do when stressed when stress has happened when you feel stressed what is the best thing you can do to manage that stress once it's in place so tip number three is to have two strategies a strategy that's focused on prevention and a strategy that's focused on dealing well with stress once it occurs and tip number four i define stress as pejorative as a negative thing so it's something that is long-term unhealthy and unhelpful. Now it's quite true that some people perhaps many people see their response to pressure as positive. It gets the heart racing, it gets the heart pumping the adrenaline flowing and that response if used constructively can be helpful but it isn't stress because it's helpful, because it's serving a purpose. So Let's not use the word stress for something that's a constructive response to pressure. We can call it a stimulus or stimulation. But stress in my world is always defined negatively as something to be avoided because it's unhelpful. Tip number five. This is now looking at how stress happens. And I'm going to collapse it down into something very, very simple. Three essential steps. The first step is something happens, an event. The second step is the interpretation of that event by the individual. And the third step, assuming that interpretation is to see the event as somehow a threat, the third step is a call to action, that all sorts of biochemicals are released into the body that generate what we call stress. So the the a three-step approach to getting stressed. Something happens, an event, it's interpreted as a threat, and there's a call to action in biochemical terms that releases what we now know as stress into the body. So let's look at each of those in turn. Tip number six. Something happens, an event. That can be mainly something from the outside world. Um, Somebody can say something aggressive, Some dog can bark, Uh, you may have to move house or lose your job or be confined to your home for an unknown period of time. Lots of things happen in the outside world that generate a possible cause for concern. But at that time, moving house, losing your job, a dog barking, they are neutral. They are just things that happen. What converts that event into something that might produce stress is step number two. So this is tip number seven. Think about how you interpret those events. What perspective do we give to that event? What meaning do we give to that? Because it's the meaning we give to the event that's where the difference occurs. Two people facing the same event may well interpret that event differently and it's the interpretation that really triggers the stress let's take the example of a dog barking now some of you listening to this will think of a dog barking as a really positive thing it means it's friendly it means it's excited it means it wants something so for you the dog barking will not be interpreted in any negative way. You'll see the dog barking as something positive. There are other people, possibly listening to this, who will think dog barking is scary, is frightening, is something you would be concerned about, and you'd rather avoid. For you, that same barking is a threat, and is generating worry or anxiety. So it's that second phase, the interpretation of the event, that makes it more or less likely to become stressful. So tip number eight is the third step, your response, the biochemical response, based on your interpretation to that event. It's what I'm calling a call to action. Your mind in your brain is the command centre. Once the brain has decided, once your mind has decided that the event is a threat, then it sends signals into your body that generate what we would call collectively being stressed. So your heart races, your blood drains from your face and into your muscles ready for fight or flight. Uh, your, your redundant f- uh, functions that take energy stop. Uh, You will evacuate certain um, elements of your body to lighten the load uh, and so on. So step three is a call to action where you will be in a readiness to fight or flight or freeze. So tip number eight is your chosen response make that response work for you. So now moving to tip number nine, let's have a look at some of the actions you can take on the preventative side to prevent stress occurring in the first place. So if you know an event generates anxiety or threat for you, what can you do to avoid that event happening to you? Take the dog example, if you know on your way home from work, or your daily run, it takes you past a a barking dog, then then alter your route. Um, So, avoid events that trigger stress. Then, Think about your interpretation of stress of sorry of the event. Could you reframe it? Could you look at that event differently through a n- new set of lenses or, or glasses? Have a good look at what you're typically framing as threatening and see if you can see it differently. See if you can see it as just an event that doesn't actually cause a problem. It's just your interpretation. So Reframing, taking a fresh and different and positive look at the event is helpful. And learn how to stay calm. Avoid negative self-talk. Don't talk to yourself and talk yourself into something that's not particularly helpful. Don't send negative messages to yourself. Be careful about what we call self-fulfilling beliefs, that once you believe something is threatening, it almost certainly is. So challenge a belief system you have about events in the world. For example, change. You could see change as always negative, but in fact it may not be. So have a look at change through a different lens and see if you can see some of the benefits or opportunities that might occur through that change. And tip number 10, even if reframing and taking a different perspective on the event hasn't helped, and as a result, that call to action has got you into a stressed state, what can you do constructively to manage yourself in that state? So what positive coping mechanisms can you have? And really they're kind of contrasts of the negative response and the positive response. So a negative response would be to get angry, angry, to shout, to grumble, to moan, to blame. Well, all of those things actually don't really do anything about the event that's generating your stress. They just make you and others around you feel bad. So, talk to people rather than grumble. Give yourself some positive outlets. So if if you feel you need to explode... Then go for a run or a fast walk or run up and down the stairs or play squash or take up a sport. Do something active that will release the stress but not harmful to yourself or others. So if you if you want to let off steam and and feel the need to explode, do so in a, in a private place or a quiet place. By all means talk to somebody else rather than rant at them. Take exercise and give yourself nourishment. See the positive in life. Make sure that you count your blessings. See the the way you see things as unhelpful. And once you've decided that you have got into a state that's stressed, do what you can to release that stress as positively as possible. So that's it, my top 10 tips for managing stress. Let me quickly run through them once again. Tip number one, recognize that pressure and stress are different tip number two stress isn't inevitable it is to some degree a choice tip number three there are two approaches to managing stress the proactive which looks at prevention and the reactive which looks at managing stress once its present tip number four stress to me is always a negative thing it has long-term disbenefits and disadvantages tip number five There are three steps to consider when trying to manage stress. Something happens, an event. This is interpreted, given meaning. And if the meaning given is negative, then there's a call to action to do something about that. So event, interpretation and response. Tip number six is to see if you can change the event. Avoid it. eliminated tip number seven consider how you interpret events give them a more positive meaning look at them through a fresh and more positive and constructive lens or frame tip number eight choose a response that works well for you tip number nine consider actions you can take That are aimed at preventing stress in the first place. And tip number 10 if stress should occur, what are the constructive and positive ways you can release and respond to that stress, rather than doing things that are harmful to you in the long term? That's it. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, make sure you subscribe. You will still get the podcast for free, but you will also get an alert to let you know when the next podcast is available. And please recommend the podcast to anyone else you think might like it and benefit from it. Also, I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review and any other comment, because they'll help promote the podcast series on the relevant platform. So, bye for now.